Hello, Hoodoo Factory listeners. Thank you for tuning in to hear our first ever recap episode with special guest Jason Klom. This episode was our first trial run for this episode format. Some things went great. Some things could have been better. We put together this beta version of our recap episode format and hope you'll enjoy it. Some parts got left on the cutting room floor, and we hope to release some of that as bonus content at a later date. Our next recap episode will be more dialed in, and Jason will be back when we boost this format up to Hoodoo Factory standards. Welcome to the Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Hello, WNYXicans. Welcome to our first ever recap episode. We are recapping our Dave and Lisa unit of episodes. I'm Lauren, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Thaddeus. Hello. And Tom. Hello. And our first ever guest, actor, filmmaker, author, podcaster, and news radiologist, Jason Clown. Oh, hi. You're probably familiar with Jason as one of the hosts of the podcast Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. And if you're not, then I'm really not sure how you found us. (laughs) Jason, (laughs) welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So, Jason, what are a few projects that you might like the people to know about, places people can find you? Check out the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. That's at StolenDress.com. We've been in business for like 20 years now. Not as a podcast network the whole time. But um, go to news radio, WNYXNewsRadio.com for my news radio podcast, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, with my friend Alan and Jen, who lives on the ether. Give those a, a check. Check those out. So, Jason, for our Dave and Lisa unit, we mm-hmm. chose the episodes Inappropriate, The Breakup, and Led Zeppelin 2. Just general thoughts. What do you think about those episodes together and as a David Lisa unit? I mean, I think it's it's like the most weirdly, even though it might not contain too many of my favorite episodes, it's like the most critical arc to talk about if you're going to talk like as as the first thing to talk about on on a show. So I think it's perfect. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to be talking about that same arc eventually on the other podcast with another guest. We waited way too long to do it. I'm glad that you guys did that up front because it is a very solid three hit uh, set of episodes. Thanks. Thanks. Well, let's get started by discussing our unit grouping. Our Dave and Lisa unit of episodes includes Inappropriate, The Breakup, and Led Zeppelin 2. So, Jason, if you had to add one more episode to this grouping, what would it be? What do you think is an essential episode in the Dave and Lisa arc of the show? 
French Diplomacy was my first thought. I had to look because <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of the episode because I can never remember the names of these shows. But French right. Diplomacy, because that's the one that seems to be the final death knell to the relationship until, of course, the wedding and all that other crap that gets in the way in season five. But, you know, before all that happens, French Diplomacy seems to be the final piece of the puzzle, sort of. Although they would supposedly have gotten together from what we've heard. Hmm. They would have gotten back together if Paul Sims had his druthers. That makes sense. <laughs> Lauren, do you have the storylines of that one? Yeah. So um, that was the episode where Dave and Lisa actually broke up, as opposed to the episode titled The Breakup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blatant false advertising, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the episode where Matthew is revealed to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've got um, Bill advocating for beating foreign <laughs> diplomats. <laughs> and listen to your heart. Show vigilante. That's a good choice, though, Jason. I can see that. Like the, you, We get the very beginning, and then we kind of get the very end. So that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense to add to the unit. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Our first segment is our bridge superlative segment. Here, we are going to assign superlatives in a few different categories, taking into consideration all three episodes in this unit. Okay, very good. Thank you. Uh, We've got, for our bridge superlatives, uh, number one, what is the best titled episode? Uh, Jason, what did you think was the best titled episode? I think none of these are good titles, but I picked inappropriate because it doesn't have Led Zeppelin anything in the title. That's number one. Right. And uh, is the other one's about a break. It says it's about a breakup, but isn't. So this is the only one that is even, and it at least applies to two stories at the same time. And not that I need somebody to say the title in a script. I actually find it weird. It is said in it, and I'd entirely forgotten that. So it applies to at least two storylines in that yeah. same episode. So that's fine. Yeah. Too, too long of an answer, but there you go. No, no, no. That's, that's perfect. I think everybody was inappropriate in that episode. <laughs> like, I yeah. Think that's yeah. Literally so. everybody yeah. did something inappropriate. Right. All right. Uh, Lauren, what did you have for your... Yeah, I agree. It's inappropriate. Um, I think in a, in a previous episode, I had suggested the B word would have been a better episode name for the breakup. And had they gone Mm -hmm. with that, I definitely would have supported that as best episode title. But um, since every storyline in inappropriate was someone doing something inappropriate, that's what it's got to be. Yeah. Very good. Thad, did you have anything different? I actually went with Led Zeppelin too. Uh, But I (laughs) liked it because uh, I I went to Wikipedia, did a little research. I, I followed Lauren's cue. Uh, and I, I found out that Led Zeppelin 2 was much more successful than Led Zeppelin 1. And I was mm. like, well, I like that aspect. Uh, and I like the aspect of there being a fire in the episode or references to the fire. He references the Hindenburg. So I kind of like the way that the, the title kind of reflected a little oh. bit of what was going hey. on in it. So I actually went with Led Zeppelin 2. Hey, I like that argument. I'm well, like, mm, that's good. I would like it better if it were, in fact, true. Led Zeppelin oh. 1 had uh-huh. the Hindenburg on it. Led Zeppelin 2 oh, did no. not. It had a different, like, Zeppelin-shaped thing, but it wasn't the picture of the Hindenburg that was on the, yeah. uh, the first one. But I also went with Led Zeppelin 2 uh, because it was like the, the reunion of Lisa and Dave after they broke up in Led Zeppelin 1. Oh. That was my thinking. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't so hate it. It had a logical 
thing to me. And it, I th- this was the last Led Zeppelin until you get to the third season midway through. It was box set. Box set. And that, that's it. And then that's it for the Zeppelin. So. I like it. Tom is our resident Led Zeppelin expert. Uh, yeah, I, I just got fact-checked in real time. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about inappropriate should be pointed out since it is the first regular episode after the pilot um right. is that the other inappropriate thing that isn't addressed is that joe's character has clearly murdered rick and taken his job <laughs> so that's the other thing that's happened um, nobody talks about it nobody questions it where'd rick go i don't know he's kind of a creep uh, who's this guy well he's the new guy and he we, we don't know so rick's body is in his van we know it Everybody knows that. <laughs> Along with the original actress that played Catherine. Yes. Oh, that poor oh. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, number two. Uh, who was the busiest character? Who did the most? Jason, who did you have for that? I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's Beth. Uh, just because she, uh, she's, you know, got her, she's got her head screwed on. Like, that's not the right word. She's running around like a chicken with her head cut off, uh, at least uh, for the breakup. Um, or in a, no, yeah, it's for the breakup, right? Um, but for all right. of it, she, she's just yeah. doing so much work. And again, I, I've, we've talked, I've talked about it before on, on my podcast. Like, she's always doing so much in the background. I feel like Beth is the least appreciated character. And, you know, yeah, I would say her. Okay. I like it. Uh, Lauren, who did you have? I went with Lisa. Um, Feels like a little bit of a cop-out because it's our Dave and Lisa unit. So obviously these stories were very centered on Dave and Lisa. I just like that, um, I mean, she was very involved in all the storylines across all three episodes. I liked how she had like a lot of big emotional swings. Mm -hmm. um, And like physically, I don't think we usually see Lisa doing this much physically like you know, walking out of the room and swinging doors open and swinging doors shut and pacing mm-hmm. around and running away from Dave. Like it's, I don't think she always has that much physically to do, but in That's these true. three episodes, she really did. So right. I'm going with Lisa. Okay. And that, uh, who'd you like for busiest? Uh, I actually also went with Lisa. Um, and I think to me, it's like, she got the, uh, the most like range if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like she got to be, you know, kind of flirty and seductive uh, and inappropriate and kind of drive. She basically drove the, the story forward, you know, a lot of these. Uh, you know, she was the one who kind of initiates a lot of the action, I think, across the three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that she really was always working, basically. And she was mad and she was happy and she was jealous and she was, you know, uh, you know, whatever word means to get back together. So <laughs> so I agree with Lauren, and I was going to go with Lisa as the busiest. She did the most to me. Okay, and I'll tell you why you're all wrong. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> the busiest character, as far as I'm concerned, was Dave, um, because, again, the plot centered around Dave and Lisa in, the, in these episodes, but uh, Dave generally had the most people to bounce stuff off of, like with Beth, with Mr. James. Uh, he's leading the meetings. Um, so that's why I think he was the busiest. I mean, he's basically got a lot of one-on-ones in other scenes with Lisa, but also without, um, so that's, that's why I'm right and you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So moving on, who was the funniest character? Uh, Jason, which one did you uh, think was the funniest? Uh, I think because she was just given a couple like really perfect. Again, we, I know you guys have also addressed it. She's she's underused, but Catherine, I'm gonna say just for the 
the whole Evelyn storyline, that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Building up to it, too, the whole time when she tries to be nice and then just, oh, fuck it. Like, I just can't be nice to you right now because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and then finally, just she's the glee when she opens that box and then finally just just slaps him in the face with it at the end. And I never really paid close attention to her huge smile as she does it too. I'm just like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful acting. It's so great. I think she made me laugh the comes out of, When Bill comes out of the booth, the laugh uh-huh, that she uh-huh. gives. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. That's perfect. Like, how did she not play Cruella de Vil? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. She would have been amazing. Okay, uh, Lauren, who'd you have? Um, for me, I think it's Matthew. If we're talking about across all three episodes, mm-hmm. um, the entire but a fiasco. He was hilarious through <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know him practicing it in front of everybody. Like Dad pointed out, like what what do you need to practice this for now? No one's ever going to ask you to do this story again. Right? But he's, he's determined mm-hmm. to get it right. Um, and then him trying to climb Joe in Led Zeppelin too. <laughs> yeah. So, so amazing. So I just love watching it and realizing like they, they had to, how many how many takes of that did they have to do? How many times did Matthew literally uh, step on Joe's yeah, head? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he didn't have as much to do. There wasn't as much comedy from him in the breakup, but I think on the aggregate, he was still the funniest for me. Okay. Fair. I like it. Thad, who'd you have as the funniest? Um, I went with Dave actually, and and I'm not quoting that episode, but Dave, <laughs> he just got the best lines. You know, like he had the best lines in delivery, so he had to do a lot of reacting, I think, in these ex- in these um, episodes. But but I mean, again, he nails so many just putting people in their place, or you know, just kind of reacting uh, reacting really well. So I thought, really, again, kind of like your reason for why he was the busiest character. He had right. the most uh, people to interact with. Mm-hmm. But I think he wins most of those interactions, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So I think Dave was the funniest. I, I laughed at his lines more than I think anybody consistently. And he gets laid a lot. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I had down Beth. Uh, I thought, like, her interactions, especially in Inappropriate and the breakup, were the funniest. Like, the, you know, I feel like I'm working for Kaiser Soze and like, you know, I can't take the pressure. That kind of stuff is um, the whole inappropriate was great. Not as much. She didn't have as much to do in, in uh, Led Zeppelin two, but she did have a couple winners towards the end. Uh-huh. Like the, like the dirtiest jokes in the whole run of the show. Um, so uh, yeah, that's why I have Beth um, and moving on. Number four, who had the most fun? Uh, which character enjoyed themselves the most? Uh, Jason. Uh, that's easy. Oh, we say character. I want to say actor. Or actor. Uh, yeah. Only because Dave Foley, and that is because of all the kissing he got to do. And he has said in all <laughs> all of the commentaries that he was in a very sad marriage. And getting to kiss Maura Tierney was the highlight of anything he had to do. So, you know what? <laughs> knowing, knowing Dave's secret love of those scenes, I'm going to have to say Dave Foley. Very I got Gina my answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, Lauren. I also I also thought about Dave, but um, for the same reason. He got to make out with Moira Tierney. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Jason said Dave, I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to say Catherine, 
Surely just based on the number of slaps she got in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We had a a lot of Catherine slaps in these three episodes. (laughs) And um, one of my favorites is the one where um, she slaps Jimmy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't see her slap Mm -hmm. Jimmy a whole lot. And the way he's just like, oh, no, I was talking about Ruth. And the way she doesn't even apologize. Not like, oh, sorry, I slapped you for no reason. Just like, well, you, you, yeah. So Catherine slaps. I think Catherine had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, that. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so Jason took Lauren's answer. So Lauren decided to take my answer <laughs> instead of giving what we have down on these sheets. <laughs> so my new answer, off the top of my head, has to be Matthew. Um, uh, Catherine was my original answer. I mean, she really does have a lot of fun. But but Matthew, uh, he gets to play it straight and inappropriate. You know, before he turns into more of a silly character. You know, he actually does. I really like the scene where he comes to the office and he's like, I know what's going on here. You know, it's like, I can't picture later seasons Matthew doing that. You know, he's Uh just too silly. So I I really thought that Matthew had a lot of fun playing it straight. And then obviously he kind of loosened up as we get, you know, to the end where he's like eating a cigar wrapper at the end of the tablet. Like, as I know, he's undoing the, the tobacco leaf. You know? oh, wow. And then you hear him off off camera be like, oh, I put, I put it in my mouth. Um, so, so I would say that outside of uh, outside the other words, uh, Matthew would be who I think had the most fun. That's pretty good. All right. Um, I had down Jimmy, um, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I think there was a certain amount of glee that he took with uh, Dave's uh, discomfort in the breakup. Obviously, he was like <laughs> when he walked out the, the bathroom door and the, the office being rocking, and I, I let myself in, you know. Um, and uh, uh, in Led Zeppelin too, he's you know wife candidate. I think that that bit is is a lot of fun. You know, like his his whole system, and then mm-hmm. at the end, you know, getting to use like a code five on on Ruth. <laughs> that seems kind of fun. So that's why I had Jimmy. Our next segment is our spotlight superlative segment. Here we are going to assign superlatives considering individual moments from any of these three episodes. And we are going to begin with our spotlight superlatives. All right, so these are more like individual moments from the episodes that we definitely wanted to highlight or, uh, or call to our attention. Um, so the first one we have, the first category we have is favorite piece of information learned. All right, uh, it was debatably going to be called the juiciest gossip, uh, but we don't want to be that type of podcast. So, Jason, what is your, what's your favorite piece of information you learned from these three episodes? It's really hard if you give me these three to not pick Evelyn as the th- I couldn't find. I literally kept trying. I, I was like, maybe there's something, but there's literally nothing better that I could think of. I'm wondering if any of you came up with something better um, or at least an alternative. Uh, but, yeah, Evelyn as his actual first name. Although I will point out as a secondary that his middle name is Bill, not William. Is, it, is that what I'm understanding? It's Evelyn Bill McNeil, not Evelyn William McNeil, based on the way Bill's just his middle name. No one's middle name is Bill. <laughs> That's... I believe Lauren's our expert but on anyway. this one. <laughs> Lauren, what was your take on the on the whole naming issue? William or Bill? I think it's Bill. And I and I think yeah. just because that would be so weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like right. Mm-hmm. who names their kid? Who names a little baby <laughs> Evelyn Bill? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> Evelyn. But the McNeils have gained it. <laughs> I was thinking about that line too. I was definitely thinking about that line. 
Um, all right, so Warren, what was uh, what was your favorite piece of information learned? Or was it the same as that? Uh, no, for me, I actually came up with something different. For me, it's Beth's relationship Ooh. with her mother. Ah, we, we only get, yeah, we get very good. few that's little good. glimpses into that relationship. I feel yeah. like there's a whole mm-hmm. lot more there. And this was a big, juicy 100%. chunk of it. Um, you know, there's another episode where, you know, Matthew reveals he's a virgin. She's like, hang on, mom. I got to go. Someone's a virgin. <laughs> you yeah, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably like the next biggest chunk of their relationship that we get. But yeah, I just love the, the reaction, the way the mother obviously assumes Beth started the fire. <laughs> It's a, it's a great choice uh-huh. and it's a great scene too. I really just like the way that you know the scene of her uh, talking to her mother about the fire. Like she just does a great yeah. job with the emotion <laughs> getting to that that point. Why do I even bother? <laughs> All right, Tom, what was your favorite piece of information learned? Uh, well, I had one from every episode, but I, I think my favorite overall oh. um, was uh, Jimmy's codes uh, for for his wife candidate mm. list and, and, <laughs> and the fact that he switches okay. them often. I, I think it's just all the stuff that we learned about Jimmy in that episode in Led Zeppelin too. Um, okay. You know, he's, he's, he changes them every week. And then at the end where he, he calls down like he's, we've got a code five. So apparently this has happened enough times that he has a code with security <laughs> to, to have a woman taken from the building. <laughs> <laughs> against her will that's so that that to me is amazing okay uh, mine was just that beth almost had to have a supervisor flying from memphis to handle delivery guy situation <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh, all the stuff you guys said is great but i was just like that says a lot about yeah, that i'm good. like is she some sort of siren was this guy like stalking her like <laughs> it, it's just like but it got to a level like what would have to happen for a supervisor from <laughs> memphis to nearly have to get on a plane to New York City to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> pretty impressive. So, like, I just like to know, I just like uh-huh. knowing that she either has that effect on people or, like, has the potential to really kind of mess things up that bad. <laughs> Follow along with me and give you a whooping. Um, <laughs> so that's good. I, it's good. I'm actually really glad we all had uh, different, different uh, choices for mm-hmm. that. That was really good. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to our next category, which is the best interaction between the characters. Uh, Jason, what did you what did you enjoy the most for an interaction between the characters? I had to write a few down, and I've got to pick between three. Yeah, one of these is just because I really like the line, so it doesn't really count. But wow, secret keys <laughs> is just a really brilliant line, but I can't count that. I just wanted to say it because it makes me happy every time. <laughs> Um, I really, mm, mm. Catherine trying to get Bill's info from Dave when she like switches gears mm. real quick. I, I want to do something <laughs> super duper. Oh, so good. But I think maybe like the funniest like like comedy team written scene, and I think that's why I like it is the one liners between Jimmy and Dave Hitter. Yes. Oh, like that whole (laughs) that whole bit might be my favorite interaction, just because it's the most classically vaudeville comedic style. That's actually my choice too. Uh, I I just yeah, like just again the rhythm of it between the two of them uh, i Color just, just can't beat it yeah. so that's that was my choice <laughs> now bitch. we're hot dog now we're talking <laughs> so inappropriate oh, uh, uh lauren what is your favorite interaction between characters what do you think was the best 
Um, so the first one I had down was also Dave and Jimmy in the bathroom nice. in the breakup. Yeah, the, she give me this sock back. Oh, that's <laughs> 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 so good. Um, but since that one's already been called out, I think I'm gonna go with um, another Dave and Jimmy scene of um, Jimmy in Dave's office looking for the wife candidate list and talking about. Uh, Ruth is the one. She's the one named Ruth, and everything fit together with no parts left over. <laughs> All ending with Dave saying, "If you could just hold that thought for ever." <laughs> really great interaction. Terrific. Nice, Tom. What was your best interaction between characters? Uh, I had Dave and Beth uh, from Inappropriate. I think it's I think I like it's the too. second one like that is so wrong. And the, the whole the little that little uh, point that that she does with the nose uh, and everything that's uh, to me that was, uh, that was great. All right, great. Um, my second one would have been between actually between Bill and um, and Catherine. And I mm-hmm. I I think it's really the one where he, Bill tries to stand up for Catherine. Well, why don't you two shut up and get back in the booth? You do not tell the lady to shut up. <laughs> it is just the way she comes out of the booth. They get into it. A written memo will suffice. <laughs> but the way Catherine rolls her eyes when he tries to stand up for her, I just like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just love it. So maybe with Dave, so the three of them, maybe. Um, yeah. All right, awesome. I'm really, really happy that we're getting a lot of different answers here, and I think they're really, really telling. Uh, all right, so the best speech or tirade to a staff or coworker. I just kind of want to have a moment where uh, if somebody kind of delivers a message, shall we say, uh, what mm-hmm. that best moment would be right there. So, Jason, what did you, what did you have for this one? My first choice was you do not tell the lady to shut up. It's very brief and quick. But I could also go Joe's little mini rant on 1984 and just the whole. You ever heard of 1984? Heard of it. Like just that whole bit. It's brief again, but there's something about it that is uh, classic news radio, giving somebody an unnecessary soapbox, and that's that's a good moment right there. Nice. And I love that they knew that about Joe that early. It was one of two things happened. He was that guy, and they wrote it around him where he just slowly became that character <laughs> in, in real life. I still don't know which I think it's which. closer to be, but yeah, there's, there's a chicken or egg. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Tom, what did you have for this one for the best speech of Tyrant? I actually had Joe's speech um, about the unnamed, unseen forces of some mountain retreat in Virginia. Um, but go to Lauren and come back to me. I'll, I'll think of something else. Lauren, what did you have for this one? Um, I like uh, Bill's speech um, in Led Zeppelin 2 when he's trying to convince everyone, you know, we've got to get out. Because he, he went so quick from in the booth, like, oh, okay, you're right. I guess, you know, we've got to let the staff know and we got to evacuate the building to typical bill just like lead us to life you know all culminating with dave like i'm gonna have to ask you to all ignore bill but looking around i see you're all several steps ahead of me yes. <laughs> and then the, gives the, Catherine the, the, the green light Catherine? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, so actually i was just like did Catherine slap actually knock this the silliness into bill like he was like, oh, right. we do this or this, that, and then she hits him, and now all of a sudden he's like, "We gotta get out of here, people!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all right, that's a yeah, that speech is good. good uh, Tom, did you uh, did you think of another one? It's it's the shortest possible speech, but uh, it happened several times, and it's just Matthew coming up to people and saying, "But a Foucault." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think it's fair. He's making a point yeah. every time. <laughs> hey, look. look at what I can do. Um, so my next one would actually be in the in the stairwell. Bill with the stairwell. 
<laughs> the devil mixes the truth and lies. You know, to, 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 the, to the stairwell, to life. Um, yeah, just the kind of the the blatant opposition of Dave and getting everybody to follow him. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, is great. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought was a, a nice little tirade point moment for uh, for us that. All right, next category is going to be the best prank or joke on a coworker. I think uh, you know we, we talk about the big bits, we talk about the big back and forths, uh, but there are a lot of little lines where they're messing with each other that I think are really hilarious that we don't really recognize. Uh, so, Jason, very very curious, what did you think was like the best prank or joke on a coworker that was uh, in these episodes? Probably Beth pulling one over on Dave and Lisa to finally just get get rid of that whole yeah. problem that was hers, and then she comes, hey, you guys, <laughs> like when she comes into the office later when she's finally been discovered. That whole arc of that is yeah, uh, Kaiser Soze now, I Beth. <laughs> Devious little turn. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what did you think was the uh, the best prank or joke someone played? Um, that was mine as well. Beth tricking Dave and Lisa into revealing their affair. Same. I just thought it was extremely clever and very well played. But um, I, I also really liked just sort of like, they weren't so much jokes, but just all the lies she was telling to cover up for Dave and Beth initially. <laughs> yeah. I Mostly because I loved the line, no, Lisa's fine menstrually. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that is good. That is very good. <laughs> All right, it's kind of like pranking the rest of the staff. Or the, like, right. All right. Uh, Tom, what did you think the best prank or joke on the coworker was? Um, well, not really on a coworker so much, but uh, <laughs> having uh, having Ruth bodily escorted from the building by Jimmy was <laughs> really good. Uh, I will say the Beth tricking Dave and Lisa was my top one, but yeah, that would be my second. All right, so actually, mine mine a little bit smaller, uh, but my number one was no decision yet, Matthew. <laughs> just, <Yeah>. just letting <laughs> yeah, you know what? Oh, um, I don't that line. That's I literally fair. just laugh hard every time he does it. It's the the look of satisfaction <laughs> uh-huh. on his face where he's letting them know about how he's messing with Matthew, but also we also see how how uh, you know anxious Matthew is about the whole situation. So that is my mm-hmm. best little joke. The second one, I think, for me is Dave yeah, not letting good. Matthew go to the bathroom. <laughs> Tell him he can't go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really funny one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, no decision yet, Matthew. <laughs> that one, yeah. You so, don't have to listen to him, Matthew. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> uh Okay, so we're going to come to our last category of, uh, of this section here, and that's the best character performance. All right, so we're basically saying of all the performances in all the episodes, what is the one singular performance in an episode uh, that you thought was the best, beats everybody else out? So, Jason, what was the, mm-hmm. who was the best character performer person? Mm, this is very difficult for me. Because mm, 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 mm. I originally... well. I generally think Vicky Lewis needs to be called out, uh, for, but I already sort of mentioned that earlier. I, I would I would normally stick by that, but there are plenty of people who are probably going unnoticed through all. But three, uh, among the three episodes, who really, really... I mean, I should just look and see if all my choices here, who really stood out amongst my choices. Uh, it's really hard. I don't know. I think I think maybe... Mm, 
sorry. See, you know what? I think you should come back <laughs> to me. I think I need to think about it. I, I will point out that... It, I want to give a thoughtful okay. answer. None of them will die if, if you give them a thoughtful answer. <laughs> oh, oh. You'll be fine. That's... <laughs> Uh, all right, so Lauren, who did you think gave the best character performance? Uh, who's the who was the character, and what was the episode? Um, I think it's Bill in the breakup. Okay. Um, he's got the the scene where you know Catherine's trying to get his, she's got his wallet, and you know it's like uh-huh. I don't keep it in there, and like trying to ask his birthday, and he's like that's getting a bit personal, isn't it? And, um, the scene where uh, you know Catherine's saying drinks are on me, and he's like great, yeah. where are we going? And then um, and then of course the the Evelyn reveal at the end, like overall. Everything in that storyline that he did was just perfection and showed his, yeah. his range and um, just really demonstrated what, who that character was. So for me, I think it's Bill, the breakup. Nice. All right. That's a good answer. Uh, all right, Tom, what did you have as the best character performance? Who did you think? I had uh, Beth in Inappropriate. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, the just what I pointed out before, like, that is so wrong. Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> just her being the confidant of of Dave and um that that was great. Nice. Jason, did you think of one? You want me to go? Okay. No. Nope. Still thinking. Right, then I'm, I'm going to take another thinking. good answer off the board. Um my uh my choice actually is Dave in Led Zeppelin 2. Uh and he starts hot and he stays hot. That's how like <laughs> Dave's a shooter and he's shooting his shot all episode long from the pain and tension joke with Beth right away uh, to the combing his uh-huh, hair and uh-huh. the Madaka and the cologne in front of Lisa as she's clearly jealous uh, to him putting together what Lisa meant. Uh, Lisa, this fire is much worse than let you know, off. All the way to, to now yeah. Lauren said I can't unhear it. She says I'll dial and he's like oh fuck. Like, Once it's in your head, like, that's a, you can't not hear it. This dude starts off flaming his secretary and ends up banging his subordinate. Not even that. Yeah, right, we might want to cut that part. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought that that like honestly, like I, I just thought that Dave had a great performance beginning to end. It was consistent. He had a bunch of really great lines and a really uh, bunch of great reactions. Uh, so I thought that Dave and Led Zeppelin too was gonna was my best character performance. All right, Jason, you got three big boys off the board. You got to jump on somebody's bandwagon, or you got to come with something original. Joe Rogan. Nope, that's never going to be the answer. Oh, let's see. Man, I feel like I should, uh, you know, I, I feel like I should recognize uh, Jimmy James. I should, uh, yeah. Steven Root. Ugh, it's really hard, though. Which one? Hmm. <sighs> You know, pro- probably the whole, um, yep, uh-huh, that one. Uh, the one where he's uh, with her in the bathroom together, whichever episode the, that was, I've breakup. already forgotten. Um, yep. Thank you, it is in the breakup. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's a solid Jimmy James interrupting everything and being this sort of deus ex machina character mm-hmm. sometimes or, or just coming in as this convenient, like, sounding board for people where he shouldn't be. He should be busy making his business happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think I'll have to go with that. I think I'll have to go with Jimmy. Awesome. All right, again, it's very hard to up. ever ever not go with Stephen Root when uh-huh. it comes to performance. You know, like it's also like, true. Yeah, the guy does not miss. No, he's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, so that was our spotlight superlative section, and now we're going to go into the "You bought me this tie" section. <laughs> we're going to talk about style, and Tom is going to take this over for us. <laughs> 
you bought me this tie is a chance for us to discuss some of our favorite and least favorite wardrobe choices from this unit of episodes. It contains four total categories. The first category is the best outfit between Catherine and Beth, arguably the two best dressed characters in any given episode. The second category is favorite Beth outfit. We felt Beth deserves her own category since her wardrobe is obviously very unique. Then, to level the playing field, the third category is favorite non-Beth or Catherine outfit, so all the other characters get a chance. The final category is least favorite outfit because it was the 90s and they can't all be winners. So this is our first uh, category is Beth or Catherine best outfit over all three episodes. Uh, Jason, which episode and whose outfit did you think was the best out of all three episodes? Um, so from Led Zeppelin to Beth's, Beth's got this flowery top mm-hmm. that she's wearing. I don't remember. I don't know what she's wearing below. No, she's wearing a skirt with, uh, uh, she's got a, a weird yellow, might be a tie being used as a belt or a robe tie being used as a belt. And then there's a red line around the bottom of her skirt. It's a nice looking outfit. It's a cool looking outfit. I like that one the most right. of all of them. That is a good outfit. Nice. Uh, Lauren, what did you have as, as your best outfit? Um, mine is also from Led Zeppelin 2, but I went Catherine. She's wearing like a, a pale blue skirt suit with a, a yellow blouse underneath that has like a like a mm-hmm. blue floral pattern that matched nicely with the suit. Um, mm-hmm. Thought it was fit her very nicely. Looked um, you know professional and flattering, and yeah, I liked it. Very good, uh, Thad. Which nice. what was your favorite outfit? Um, so I actually went with Catherine in uh, uh, Lauren's Choice was my number two. My number one was in The Breakup. Catherine wears this, like, this black kind of dress uh, that has white cuffs and a white collar, and she has big white pearls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and realistically, like, you know, I, I just think it's a great outfit. It's one of those things that you could wear in pretty much any situation, and you look great. And I was like, the, it, I know this is a weird thing to say, but I pictured Catherine with different hairstyles, and the outfit still worked. Right. You know, like, yeah. you know, I think, you know, black women's hair, especially in media, is a discussion for another podcast, uh, probably by somebody more qualified. Um, but really, the only thing I didn't like about the outfit was kind of the, like the poofy hairstyle of that time. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that. It's the black dress, the white collar, the it, it just again, I think you can wear it in any situation and, and it still looks good. Looks classy. Classy. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I went with uh, Beth in The Breakup. Um, she was wearing uh, kind of like a sheer um, top, like the, at least the sleeves were sheer, and then she had um, some sort of a vest uh, sh- top over that. That would be that. a satin corset. Satin corset. There you go. Thank you. That was a satin corset. Corsets are way <laughs> sexier than vests. If anybody yes. knows yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's actually a fact. Uh, she, I believe, had a skirt, and uh, the, I love the timepiece that she had um (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah that was that was my favorite outfit um so moving on what were your favorite beth outfits for these episodes uh jason all right so since since my favorite overall was a beth i'll go with my second favorite beth which is uh the one you just described i just thought it was really cool um and i like a pocket watch. i proposed to my wife with a pocket watch so a night a pocket watch is a nice fun fun thing Mm -hmm. i like it it's a good look and it's not something you would ever see and this is about the time when they were already realizing they had to compete with suddenly susan who was stealing (laughs) costume stuff like legit was stealing their shit 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, Lauren, what was your favorite? Pardon my French. I don't know if we could swear. Oh, right <laughs> <laughs> Penis. Um, <laughs> Penis. <laughs> uh, Lauren, what was your favorite Beth outfit? My favorite Beth outfit was the one that Jason described with the floral print sheer t-shirt and the miniskirt with the sash belt. Um, I thought it was a very Beth ish kind of outfit like lots of like loud colors crazy styles short skirts like that's what i think of when i think of a beth outfit um as opposed mm-hmm. to like i noticed nobody's mentioned any of her outfits from inappropriate yet i they really hadn't settled into her style yet <laughs> and we're not going uh, to horrible it's like they <laughs> yeah. rated the set of blossom and, and they just took her look <laughs> terrible <laughs> she was one hat away <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Beth, Led Zeppelin 2. That's what I'm going with. Very good. Dad. Uh, so, actually, I'm going with the same answer as Jason and what you had for uh, for the first category, this, the, the breakup. Uh, love that pocket watch chain. Again, it's set <laughs> off, the, the white face set off by the kind of the black. The black is like, this is arguably one of her most professional outfits, I think, in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, the pocket watch just adds a little bit of style that doesn't take away from that. So, uh, that's, that's my mm-hmm. favorite old Beth outfit. Very good. Um, I've already said the breakup one. I do also like the Led Zeppelin two outfit. Um, again, the, the inappropriate out, outfits are terrible. Uh, and I, I would like to point out that they had not figured out how to do her makeup. She looks totally washed out in that first the, the first season. It was just bad. And then mm-hmm. like season two, it got remarkably better. Um, so. I mean, that happens on shows. They just figure it out. Like, I think, like, in season four of Parks and Rec, they finally figured out Aubrey Plaza and how to make her not look like a little kid. It was, yeah, it was, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, anyway, that's my two cents on that. Uh, Number three, uh, what's your favorite non-Beth or Catherine outfit? So, besides Beth and Catherine, who would have the next best outfit? Jason, what do you have there? I went with Ruth's outfit. I thought it was kind of, uh, it, it was a very, like, strong, strong lady, strong rich lady outfit. And, uh, like, you know, it, it made her look like she had her shit together. It, she was kind of um, um, architectural just because of all the, mm-hmm. the strong black and white lines that were up and down the, the, the jacket part of it. I don't think it was a blouse. I think it was a jacket over a blouse. Um, that's the only part I remember, though, was just the, the jacket situation. But I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. What's interesting is that we, we mentioned that she's taller than Jimmy. Right. And I thought it was a mm-hmm. curious choice mm-hmm. because it actually, you know, accentuates her, her curves and her height a little bit when you go with those with those vertical mm-hmm. stripes. Um, so I definitely paid attention to it as well. But, yeah, it was, what do you think about her being taller than Jimmy as far as a, anything? I mean, I, I, if you – I think I would have to uh, listen to all the – I'm sure Lauren has them all written down, but all the, all the candidates. I think some of those women are tall women. I think quite a few of the – I don't think Jimmy has any compunctions against, uh, you know – he has no power issues because he's like, nah, I'm the richest man. On the <laughs> I give a damn. I don't have to be Elon Musk and dating girls who look like they're people. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> okay, Lauren, what was your favorite non-Beth or Catherine outfit? I really like Dave's very dapper suit from Led Zeppelin 2. Um, it 
it got the point across that um, you know he was dressed up for his supposed lunch date that maybe didn't actually happen. And um, like I've mentioned before, he practically wears a uniform through the whole series. This was clearly a, a step in a different direction. And I thought he looked very handsome. I'm sure did. Mm-hmm. Give me the little boy in the blue suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, uh, what did you have as your favorite non-bathroom, Catherine? I went with Joe's gas station work shirt and jeans in Led Zeppelin too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, first of all, I'm like, we still don't know what all this right. guy does. But he just rolls to work at a time where it was expected you would be a little bit more dressy or professional. Shows up in jeans mm-hmm. and like I didn't notice the first time. Like it's like a, a half zip. It's not even like a full zip. It's uh, not yeah, a yeah, button. Yeah. It's just like a little half zip. Like that's like let me roll out of bed, throw my pants on, throw an undershirt, <laughs> throw this little thing on, and we're rolling in for casual every day. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my favorite my favorite non-Beth or Catherine outfit I decided to go with, with Joe's comfortable attire alright that's one of those by the way this is a period where a lot of people were wearing like I'm sure I was like getting them from the Salvation Army with somebody mm-hmm. else's name on them but that legit had Joe's right. name on it like there was a there was a custom patch on that or he used to work at a gas station or some shit. I was trying to figure out exactly if that was gas station attire or something else, but (laughs) he knows a guy. That's true. That is true. And it's not like Joe's an uncommon name, I guess. That would be the other part of it. But you're right. Yeah. At that time, people were just grabbing shirt. Like it, it wasn't cool to have your actual name on it. You wanted to have one that had some Some goofy name. Like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Carl. Sure. An unusual name. Like Carl. (laughs) Okay, well, I, I had, I initially had Dave in, in his suit in Led Zeppelin 2, and then my backup was Joe in, in Led Zeppelin 2, so those have been discussed, we'll keep it there. Um, okay, moving on to our least favorite outfit. Jason, Who? what was your least favorite outfit? That is Lisa's second outfit in Inappropriate. It is... Again, we've talked about unflattering. It doesn't have to be flattering. I don't want to treat her like an object, but it doesn't, it looks like shit. <laughs> it just, it's it's a baggy top, baggy, baggy, like almost capri cut, but still baggy, uh, like genie pants mm-hmm. almost. And it just looks so uncomfortable, like just maybe really comfortable actually, but not professional and uh, not something I'd want to be seen in public wearing. Yeah. Enough um, enough just, material to like make a flying jib. I mean, it was just one hundred percent. It's so there's much a material. lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. And that vest is terrible. Yeah. It's aggressively bad. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely a vest, yeah. not a corset. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, not sexy. No. <laughs> it wasn't even like a female cut vest. It was just like a regular vest. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like three a, sizes too carpet, large. Cut two armholes out, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, love yeah. I mean, the design looked like bad wallpaper. It was, it was no yeah. good. Yeah. All I could think of is yeah, when they yeah, call yeah. McLove and Aladdin in Superbad. Lauren, what what did you have as your worst outfit? I mean, it was always going to be a Lisa outfit. I went with day three of inappropriate. Which is the one she's wearing when mm-hmm. Beth walks in with the the burritos that sound like bricks? Um, it's like a pink mm-hmm. cardigan, but she's got it buttoned mm-hmm. except for the top button and the bottom button, and then this like frumpy mm-hmm. skirt. I think it was it was 
some weird shade of brown. Brown, yeah. And um, clogs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> clogs yeah. with the nylons. Sh- <laughs> the shoes, they're tragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, yeah, just nothing, nothing flattering about it. Right. Um, Thad, what was your least favorite? Outfit? Uh, surprisingly, Lisa. Uh, in the breakup i know we talked about it in that episode but she's got that gray top that's kind of crossed at the waist and with with a skirt and just it doesn't look comfortable it doesn't look cool it doesn't you know it it Mm -hmm. just looks awkward to me so that is my least favorite maybe in the entire series (laughs) oh man i know coming out swinging not like that sure damn that's rough Right. I hate right. it. I hate Shot, it. Shots fired. Yeah, um, yeah mine are. I had written down the last two days of inappropriate. Those those outfits are. Just, yeah. we've, we've covered that, but they're they're just terrible. So garbage. Yeah. 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 And I, and I should say though, like the customer did a, a fantastic job across the show. You know, like <laughs> this right. is us being oh, sure. petty about one character, but. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that the costuming and the outfits are always like oh, they're yeah. important enough that we talk about them. Yeah, That's, mm-hmm. and they definitely pick up. I mean, like yeah. season two on for sure, for sure. I think they changed costumes at some point. If I'm not, yeah, mistaken. I think you interviewed the lady. She came on after season one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was you bought me this tie. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to our last segment of the podcast called Roundup, our little roundup, uh, try to get everything we didn't mention, all the little things. Um, and we just got a couple categories, and we've got some opportunities for, for people to, to recognize the things that they think deserve recognition, um, <laughs> the most adequate things across this unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first category we actually have is we want to recognize the secondary characters, or you know, some of the extras or, or the people that come in to add to the main cast. Um, and so, Jason, who did you think was the best secondary character in this uh, unit? I was originally going to have to go with Animal slash Beardy uh, because he's just like, be- I don't want to insult the man, but he's a mascot, weirdly, of like <laughs> yeah. people's love of the yeah. show. But I, I decided to pick out one guy who legit stood out and distract. It's not his fault. He was given nothing to do except stand there in between two primary characters. And it's this guy. Give me one second here. This poor bastard. <laughs> It's just standing there, just. <laughs> so we're looking at um, Bill and Matthew and some random guy talking about um, mm-hmm. vacating the building, even though they've been told not mm-hmm. to. And this is right before the moment where mm-hmm. uh, Matthew says, "Well, then I'm going to use the men's room." <laughs> yeah, random guy just standing if, there listening to Bill rant. <laughs> if you if you gave this bit to me too, I would also be like. <laughs> like you, there's nothing there's no motivation and if you give an extra that much to do it can be um very disconcerting um but he just stood out so much that i had to i had to call him out poor bastard i don't know his name again man if you're out there please please come on my podcast and then do this podcast just come on this show one of the extras from zelad zephon 2 you're the best uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes sir I should ask my buddy who's on, on, he might know him too. Like, I don't know. Like, for all I know, I should just go through every extra and try. I mean, I've tried. Oh, we did uh, interview one. Lauren, I'm sure, she has hasn't come out yet. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or mm-hmm. if you talk to her, she will have a spreadsheet. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already formulating it as we speak. It's a different podcast. Like we, we don't, we're not Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> but we're like the extra hunters. <laughs> Sliding across vans. Hey, you were in news radio back in 1997. <laughs> what the? F- who, who are you? <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Beardies are don't white whale. That's yeah. the one we're, really we got to catch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, just to get back on track, uh, that's a great answer, obviously, an extra that, uh, like as you said, was distracting through no fault of his mm-hmm. own. Um, <clears> no in, fault. In he was given nothing scene, to work with. that we quote, so. Great choice. Lauren, who did you want to recognize as one of the best secondary characters? Okay, best? well, then I am going to go Beardy, um, <laughs> mainly good. for uh, his performance in Inappropriate. I, like right in the opening scene when Matthew's coming out of the booth and everyone's realizing like what did you just say on air he's there reacting to it like he's kind of walking past and then he stops and he looks back over his shoulder all wide-eyed like I can't believe that guy just got away with saying that on the radio <laughs> um, and then of course he seems to have invited himself to Catherine's two-minute birthday party so that uh-huh. was really great mm-hmm. I do I also like clipboard guy next to him like they're mm-hmm. just like Can, do you think we're gonna get some cake what's in that bunch you know <laughs> No red devil for these 100%. guys. No, yeah. no mm-hmm. cups. <laughs> so it's Beardy mm. for me. <laughs> All right, yeah. Again, very hard to go. Deserved against Beardy as the as the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, who did you have as the best secondary character? Uh, just not to go with the, the standard Beardy. I'm, I'm going to say Ruth. Um, cool. I liked yeah. her performance. Um, I, it's good. I, do not yeah. recall the actress's name, but I've seen her in other things. She's good, and uh, I thought this performance was was good. You know, it was, it was funny, and, like, she, you know, just really quietly pulls Jimmy to the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like the, you know. I, I thought that was good because it's, like, a distasteful thing that you have to do, but, like, she, she did it well. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that's a good way to put it. It's, like, she, you know, like, James, Jason talked about this extra having nothing to do. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. found a way to not make that about herself, in a way that didn't mm-hmm. disrupt the rest of that story, but she still was a presence. And I, so I really love right. that you recognize her because she definitely has a That's presence fair. in that episode. And I definitely considered her as my answer as well. Um, so my answer actually is going to be the fireman in Led Zeppelin 2. Uh, mm-hmm. A, he comes in because he has one of the best lines. Miss, you can put your shirt back on. <laughs> uh, like, just like right away. That's just a winning line. Um, I did notice he, he asked for the, the news director and he calls him Mr. Nelson by name. I think when we went over that episode, we were, we were talking a little bit about that, knowing mm-hmm. knowing what's going on. Um, but again, he, he comes in, he's got presence, he's got a little bit of charisma, and then he gets the bam, end on that great line and, and roll out the door. So uh, I also like, like you know, get Dave pulling out the office. Well, that's great news, isn't it? This fires out, you put your shirt back on. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, so that's who I thought was the best secondary uh, character in the unit. All great answers, and uh, of course, we love making sure they get some recognition. All right, now, in a fun category that we were, we often talk about kind of uh, randomly after episodes, across the three, which character would have the most HR meetings? <laughs> How many people would that, like, which, who would have the most time spent in human resources, um, probably having to go to programs or be educated in modules <laughs> to, uh, to save their employment? Mm-hmm. So, Jason, who did you think would have the most HR meetings? So many physical assaults and invasions of privacy. I'm going to go with Catherine. Ah. I think just 
just based on how now uh, <laughs> yeah very much so right including like legitimately slapping yes! her <laughs> now, that's if anybody has the guts to report this woman and I'm going to guess maybe most people don't to. do you want to cross Catherine no, absolutely yeah. not you don't you know but but if they were, I would go with Catherine. That's actually a really good call. I definitely thought about that part, but I think I was just like, yeah, but it's Catherine. You know, like, give her that <laughs> mm-hmm. pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, Lauren, who did you think would spend the most time in HR meetings? Um, I'm thinking Dave. I mean, he's okay. hooking up with a subordinate. That's, that's always that's going to be, if not fair just point. flat out not allowed, um it's always going to be frowned upon and you know if you especially once they revealed to jimmy that they were you know in a relationship i think at that point it's like okay we need to monitor everything all the time make sure everything's on the up and up you know so i'm going dave for hooking up with a subordinate that's a fair point (laughs) okay all right tom uh who did you have as spending the most time in hr uh i'm gonna have to go with matthew um He's he's got the incident with the on the air, um, obviously saying some F, F, FCC not approved words. Um, uh, in uh, the breakup, he is, is going behind uh, coworkers back to to get dig up uh, private information on them. Um, so that's not great. Uh, and then in Led Zeppelin two, he's climbing up a coworker to. And then falls, so he's probably <laughs> probably claiming some sort of injury, uh, you know. There, I would think. Um, so yeah, Matthew's the right, answer. Matthew's the type of HR. Uh, and actually, I'm going with Bill because uh, Bill is basically harassing Catherine, you know, for oh, yeah. like two episodes, essentially out of it. And then in the other one, mm-hmm. he directly dissipates an order about leaving the office during a fire and gets three <laughs> or four people to go with him. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, Bill, we're going to have to sit down and talk about your behavior in the office and how you treat your coworkers and, and making sure that you respected the authority of, uh, of your superiors here. So um, mm-hmm. I thought Bill would probably have the most and probably the funniest meetings in HR uh, over oh, his behavior. So, interesting, interesting. I, I'm very curious to see how this category goes as we go through more units. <laughs> and people do the wackier and the wackier. <laughs> I imagine Bill's responses. That doesn't sound like that. Dumpity, dumpity, dumpity. Dumpity, dumpity. Right. Okay, so uh, our next category is just going to be called Common Threads. Uh, and again, this was just for if anyone saw some similarities between episodes, uh, you know, we, we wanted to have the opportunity to kind of, you know, draw attention to them, take note of them. So, Jason, was there anything when you watched these three episodes or there things that you noticed, you know, commonalities between the two of them or three of them? I'm sorry. The most obvious one between the, the first two is <laughs> it's Catherine's right. birthday. I mean, that's the weirdest fucking one to me out of them all. Uh, but then I guess just generally while we're dealing so much with Bill and, uh, sorry, with Dave and Lisa as like the, the main chunk and the main uh, hook of the whole episode, we are also still dealing with Bill and Catherine throughout much of at least the first mm. two. So it is weird that they're using them as this sort of alt. I don't know about, now that I think about it, maybe that doesn't even uh, account for the, the third one. But at least the two of them interacting so much, this weird parallel of don't don't fuck up like we did kind of thing. 
in the first those first two. Yeah. And I think um, it carries over to the Zeppelin too. I, I think it carries over because again, you have the the slapping, <laughs> the popcorn, and, and just oh, the yeah, right, interaction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Again, just their pattern of interaction. Uh-huh. It's fair, yeah. <laughs> Catherine yeah. stands up and just backhands him. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. You know, I, I think the birthdays and their their uh, pattern of behavior, kind of uh, almost like being the example or being like the worst case scenario uh, for, for mm-hmm. Dave and Lisa. Absolutely. Um, Lauren, let's get one of yours, and then we're going to come back and we'll hit the other ones that I know you must have. Um, this is a small thing, but I just found it interesting that um, you know we we chose these episodes to group together because they've are so important to the Dave and Lisa arc mm-hmm. um, and didn't really expect that they would have much else in common but very very tiny things I noticed and one was um, in two of these three episodes we have Beth doing this thing that I don't think she ever did again in the series where she goes la 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 <laughs> <laughs> she does it in inappropriate um, really you know funny. right before Le- she's in the office with Dave and she opens the door and Lisa's standing right there you know mm-hmm. and um, she does it again uh-huh. in the breakup when they're in the break room and um, they're saying when the time is right we will tell the staff la 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 i don't remember her ever doing that again and i just thought it was weird that twice it came up yeah. in this grouping okay it's pretty funny all right good all right tom did you have a common thread that you wanted to mention or something you saw uh just in in a couple episodes uh the, just the the jimmy dave dynamic like they're both talking about their personal relationships yes. like you know dave dave um about Lisa and the, and the breakup, well, not the breakup, but the the B word, and uh, then then Jimmy talking to him about Ruth and trying to figure that out. So, and their their compatibility, of course, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I I uh, I looked at it and I you know the the first two episodes start off in the booth, which for some reason really kind of captures my attention. Like there's just something about that. Third one starts off uh, with the staff meeting. Um, I was really interested. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's, like, it's a lot of like the first two versus the third one is how I look at it. Like in the first two, mm-hmm. nobody knocks on Dave's door. You know, in the third one, people start <laughs> knocking. Or at least Joe knocks. <laughs> Thank God. Um, you know, and I, and I hate to say it, it's like I saw a lot of other uh, long-term jokes get started. Like we talked about the, the speech, there comes a time in every man's life. Uh, the idea of telling a new person you're somebody else, like I have Bill McNeil, mm, that's me coming from that. <laughs> Bill, uh, I really like to see those things that go long term. But across the three, it was really tough to connect Led Zeppelin two to the rest um, in, in a lot of ways. I mean, you, know, you have Bill being ridiculous, but Bill's always ridiculous. That's the character, not necessarily just a, an uh-huh. episode type thing. So, um, really, you know, the Catherine birthday and the two episodes starting in the booth were, were the two things that caught my attention first. Um, and then I did like you know. Mr. J, like, there's an element of talking about your personal business with the boss. Uh, you know, either Beth talking up to them or, or Dave talking up to, to Jimmy James. You know, as we've noted, that was kind of common. But, um, yeah. So that's our Common Threads episode. Lauren, you may commence. What do we got? What are some other good ones that we missed? Any yeah, I, I really I only have one other one, and it's also really tiny. But um, when do we ever see a character in this show comb their hair and yet we see it in two of these three episodes jimmy in the bathroom um in the breakup just busts out a comb from his back pocket starts combing his hair and then dave in his office when lisa is trying to figure out who his lunch date is with just like you know he's putting on his cologne and his binaca busts out a comb just gotta get that comb just right (laughs) 
and I don't think we ever see it again. And I just thought it was really odd that these three episodes that we picked had possibly the only two incidents of that. <laughs> yeah, Jason, we got to deal with people with hair problems on this podcast. That's only yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I used to have them. I have pictures. To. That's the only reason I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'll say this. Uh, Joe, uh, Detective Joe, as I've taken to calling him, I think is, to me is a common thread. So, uh, you know, he, he asks a lot of interesting questions in all of them, or, or kind of has that role of, like, kind of sussing out a little bit more truth. So I'll call mm-hmm. that. I'll call Detective Joe a common thread. Okay. Uh, all right. Now we're kind of at a, at a catch-all category here uh, where, you know, if there's anything that we did not recognize or did not mention for this unit that we definitely, uh, anybody feels that we should bring up or should, should recognize and mention, uh, this is the, the place for it. So I think, Jason, you, I think you have a couple. Uh, so why don't you give mm-hmm. two and then we'll rotate around and we'll come back to you and, and hear everything that you got on your list. That's fair. Uh, just the line, if what you're saying is true, then I still don't care, is one of my cool. favorite in the entire series. <laughs> and yeah. it just, oh, it's yeah. so, so good. Um, and then one of the weird things, this is just a thing that I, now I need to look up and see if I can find out what it is. I never question the establishing shot of the Mexican place, but that is a, uh, it's clearly an, a place in LA, but I've, I don't know of it. And it's probably been gone for 30, 40 years yeah. now, but I want to know what the hell the actual Mexican place exterior was. So if anybody listening knows, please tell me, I, I'm assuming it's an LA thing, yeah. but that exterior just know. so doesn't match. Like it, it's jarring. No, almost. like I wish you went no. right into the bar. I wouldn't even question it. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, you'd be fine. You'd be fine to assume. All right, so those are quick two, and we're going to come back to you. Lauren, what's one of the uh, things that you thought should be mentioned? Um, this was just something that I only noticed on my most, th- this last watch through that I just did, but in Inappropriate, um, Dave and Lisa go to lunch after Dave tells Matthew he's not fired. This is already after the whole staff has already gone to lunch. Beth has brought them back burritos more time has passed like he's played this little prank on matthew and now he asks her very awkwardly lisa do you want to go to lunch and she's like uh yeah let's go to lunch and discuss the promos or whatever (laughs) it's like what happened to the Mm -hmm. burritos and what the hell time of day is it now (laughs) the timing issue is just all over the place like that's That's a a very good point yeah <laughs> like you like said like <clears throat> jimmy james is drinking the red devil he's like it's half lo- half loaded it's half way through the day yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah like that's its own like that's its own podcast i'll put on the tinfoil hat and we'll break down the, the time travel that has to happen <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. oh yeah including the Ze- led zeppelin time warp of jimmy james from the office to the the bathroom past Ruth. <laughs> How did he do it? <laughs> I bet you Joe lent him that book. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that's a good one, uh, Tom. What was a what was something that you thought needed to be mentioned or should be recognized? Yeah, I, I uh, actually told you guys about this last night, but um, in I believe it's in a no, it's the breakup, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, it was the breakup where Joe asks. Uh, did you guys make get, get drunk and make out at the Christmas party? Well, it's November 15th, as they established, because Catherine's birthday. So when mm-hmm. are they having this Christmas party? Because Dave's not <laughs> been there a year yet. So they're having their Christmas party in early November to beat the rush. They're try, trying to save a couple, <laughs> couple. And it must be coming right on the heels of, of Jimmy's Halloween party. So like, back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once again, we have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Um, all right, so I'm gonna throw one out. We'll go back to Jason, and then we'll circle back for anything else. Uh, my biggest one is like I just want to kind of. This is kind of a, an important Joe unit, and it's, it's a sneaky good Joe unit in the sense that he moves a lot of the plots forward with the questioning or getting involved. Uh, he kind of pushes a lot of stuff forward. So I'd say he had a bad game three. Led Zeppelin two is not his finest work, as we've discussed. Um, but even in that, in the plot, it's like he's not he's not just there in the office like he's not just the guy going you can change seats like he, he actually plays a, a a better a bigger role in terms of like you know pushing the plots forward or you know pushing characters kind of uh you know into hilarious positions so i mm-hmm. i just thought that that might be mentioned uh because i didn't i don't think of this as a joe unit i really don't think of joe when i think about these three episodes at all uh just to sure. sort of recognize that he actually did have a role in the in the structure of it was, was pretty good all right That's jason <laughs> i hope your next one is talking about how bad joe rogan is just to put it right in my face <laughs> uh i don't know if it's him to him to blame but it is a line okay. of his uh J- J- joe says one in a hundred billion to one chance yes yes that is not a sense <laughs> no. that doesn't it never occurred to me until today, and I'm like, oh, one in a hundred billion to one. That's not probably you can't. That doesn't know. Pick one right, or the other, exactly. and then we're good to go. I never noticed it before. And then the other one. Why the fuck does Dave has two have two phones in his office? Two multi-line phones. He's got one here, and then one over here to pick up the call. I think it's about the fire. It might be, but he has two giant phones. That's never been necessary in the history of anything. You need one. You have multiple lines. You're good to go. Um, I need the props people or the set deck people to explain that to me. Cause, and why? Why can't he reach this one? Was it inconvenient? And all the other one, same time, his keyboard is here and his monitor's back here. No, no, one's, doing, no one's doing that. I think I've mentioned that before because it bothers me every time I see it. But the phone, I never noticed that he has two phones. So for some not reason. feng shui. Um, <laughs> Mm-mm. No, no, terrible. So there we are. That is that's that's the rest of my. Well, so I, that second phone, I figure it might be Jimmy's, which is in there all the time. But the best part mm-hmm. is number mm-hmm. one's on the speed dial is Dave's mom either way. So I, I think that's, <laughs> you know, that's you true. Well use either phone at that point. It's a very good point. And we know from a different episode, he's got a fax machine in his desk drawer for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. to keep your Oh, that's a very good there, point. <laughs> yeah, what if they just have some weird organizational type thing? Like, that's why things are all over the place. Absolutely uh-huh. hasn't won. You know, fax machines uh-huh. and drawers. <laughs> <laughs> Using, looking, typing with the back of his head. <laughs> why does he have so many awards in there? Yeah, so many trophies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are so many awards pretty... in Led Zeppelin too. It's crazy. He's pretty fresh. Yeah, like he's right. still pretty fresh. He's only a couple of years in, unless he's just he's gone nuts and I don't know. A lot yeah. of jelly making and tap dancing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, award show is the, the next season, so like, you know, <laughs> may or may not be a thespian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, let's get any ones that we didn't um, didn't recognize yet. Lauren, do you have any more that you wanted to recognize or point out? Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that um, we get one of my favorite Beth mannerisms in mm. um, Led Zeppelin 2 and it's probably my favorite example of it of her sitting at her desk chair and like hanging off the stair railing the stairs that go up to the booth yeah. she does mm-hmm. that a lot and I always love it and this was just very usually it's in the background this was very blatant like the, when the, the fire chief is talking to her she never gets up out of her chair never lets go of the stair rail she's just dang <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> 
I just I always enjoy when she does that, and I like that it was so front and center. Uh-huh. So just wanted to make sure that got mentioned. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. <laughs> Tom, anything else you want to mention? It's brilliant. Uh, no, I think we covered it. Okay. Um, I, I just, I guess I really enjoy this as a Catherine unit. I did not expect, uh, to pick yeah. up on how much, again, it's a Dave and Lisa unit. And I absolutely did not expect how much I really enjoyed, uh, Candy's performance. And, and it's, it's so subtle in a way that I can't believe mm-hmm. I've never picked up before. And <laughs> I, I'm so happy that I can appreciate her, her, uh, you know, performance even more because, um, now I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Like those right. little things make her Catherine oh, yeah. Duke. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so on that note, um, all right. So the last thing that we want to do as part of this segment is we want to make sure we rated this unit. Uh, so everyone is going to come up with their own rating system uh, and explain to everybody what, how they rated it and why. All right. Uh, is there anyone that wants to go first? I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually open this one up. Mm-hmm. Lauren, you moved your arm. That's basically the same as raising your hand. <laughs> <laughs> In my classroom, that's the same as raising your hand. Uh, Thank you for volunteering to go first. All right. I'm going to rate this 8 out of 10 Chico Burritos. This is These are some really, like, quality episodes for me. Um, we I think we've briefly mentioned in the past, we did a lot of practice episodes, and we tried to use some of the ones mm-hmm. that maybe weren't our favorites, and uh, this was very refreshing to do some that are yes. definitely, like, top episodes yes. for me. Um the I, I really love all the episodes, um, and I like how inappropriate all the character dynamics were already so well established. Um, the only reason I'm not giving it like 10 out of 10 burritos is that um, the style wasn't quite there yet. Like we saw with mm. especially Beth's outfits, like her sort of um, fashion eclectic evolved over time, and it just was not there and inappropriate. Um, so little things like that, but it was just, I mean, they're just quality. These are good episodes. They're dense and they're funny and they're everything that uh-huh. makes news radio, news radio. Nice. All right. Tom, how did you rate this unit? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, nine out of 10 stories burned in the fire. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they are really good episodes. Like uh, Lauren was saying, um, I, I feel like Led Zeppelin two is among my might be a borderline top ten episode. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate. It's really good for how how quick everybody is already into their characters and and it's all set up just like Lauren was saying. Um, yeah, so that it this is this block is very quality. Awesome, Jason. How are you rating this uh, this block this unit? I'm going to give it seven out of 10 mugs. Um, and it's because I, and I only think it's because I think I love Dave and Bill episodes the yeah. most. And that might be, you know, and I, I love this. It's fucking great. Um, but I guess I'm just being picky today. <laughs> so but seven out of 10, uh, but I, I, I do. It, the other thing is I do love their arc as a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I do love that it is a response and an F you to the Sam yeah. and Diane thing that everybody <laughs> yeah. wanted. So on that level, I love it. It's kind of punk um, for as punk as this show is going to get. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So seven out of 10, maybe eight out of 10, seven, we'll say seven and a half out of 10, <laughs> seven and a half months. That's good. And actually, you know, one of the things that Lauren and I discussed was the idea of like, you swapped characters in a storyline, uh, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. you know, like you say, like, I love the Dave and Bill as well. So like, what if Dave was the confidant instead of Beth? Uh, I'm sorry. Bill was the confidant. Sure. Of sure. Beth, yeah. Bill, know, yeah. Like, how much fun would that have been? <laughs> Um, so, uh-huh. so I really uh-huh. like the mention of like, yeah, we, we're going to have some very good Dave and Bill episodes coming up. 
Um, all right, so me personally, I'm going to give the seven secret security cameras out of ten. Um, I, I think the only thing that uh, pulls me back a little bit is the inconsistencies in the characters because they haven't developed yet. You know, like Lisa in Inappropriate is not who I understand Lisa to be in the entire series. You know, it's just not who I picture. You know, she's much more forward and aggressive and less uh, maybe responsible. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, again, I think Inappropriate is one of the, the tightest episodes. And far the jokes, the themes, like, it's obviously really, really well written. Uh, Led Zeppelin 2, again, is, is definitely borderline top ten, if not in the top ten. Uh, and the breakup is entertaining, if nothing more, for the, the Beth twist. Uh, now I appreciate the Kaiser, Kaiser Soze line when I think about it as Beth being the one to kind of pull that twist. Uh, so I give it 7 out of 10 secret security cameras. And uh, part of that is probably because I think the, the upcoming unit is going to be so much fun. So that is our ratings. Uh, I probably should have written them down so that I could recant them to you. Uh, actually, Jason, I want to check. Uh, in those mugs, are we talking about coffee or the Red Devil? <laughs> oh, we're talking about coffee today. Today. Right, coffee. Red Devil be a terrible. I was like, I might have to change my my rating if that was the case. <laughs> um, all right, so that that wraps up our segments for our first recap episode. Um, we really much appreciate Jason Klom coming on and helping us out with this. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoyed our different type of look at the series and different type of way of going about looking at the series. All right, uh, Jason. What, uh, what do you have coming up, or what kind of uh, projects are you working on that you'd like people to know about? Thanks so much for asking, Pat. Um, <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. Just go to StolenDress.com. That's as it sounds, StolenAndDress.com, S-T-O-L-N-D-R-E-S-S.com. That's where all my podcasts are. That's where this podcast is is uh, not hosted, but it is uh, distributed through there. This is a st- I can't speak today. Um <laughs> There's that. If you want to listen to uh, my news radio podcast, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, that's at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe Galvan, for that that name. Uh, JasonKlom.com, that's spelled J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M.com. That's where all my other stuff is. Everything that I have in development is all in development. More podcasts, a couple of books on their way. and, and Oh, I will say this. There's a comedy album coming out, hopefully this year. That is not my comedy album, even though I'm also working on a comedy album, but I'm a producer on this record that is the first uh, comedy of this particular uh, comedian named Dick Davey. His first vinyl album in or first release period in like 55 years. He's been dead for several years, but this is stuff that was discovered uh, in a box and uh, it's all being released very soon. And I wrote the 8,000 word liner notes for it. So keep an eye out at StolenDress.com for that. Wow. Cool. That's uh, pretty yeah. great. I, um, I just kept on reacting. I'm just like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh. more, more, like, like, more information. Just like, it just kept on building and building and building. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best outro ever. The hardest part is I don't have a release date yet because it's been in development for three years because that's how things go. What awesome. are you going to do? Thanks, Pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, you know, the uh, the hoodoo factor here, we really appreciate all your help, Jellyston. Obviously, you're, you're an inspiration, and obviously, it's been great to, to meet you in the news obviously. radio, Twitter, uh, and... Uh, Again, we, we appreciate all your help, and we're very, very glad that we can get you for our very first recap episode. Uh, and we definitely plan on having you back. Once we've got the format down Please. a little bit, <laughs> we have things a little more established, uh, we're going to have you come back for sure and do another recap episode with us with, uh, with three episodes. So uh, definitely thank you for being here. And uh, I know thank that you. Lauren wanted to tell everybody about our next unit coming up. That's right. 
So this has been our Dave and Lisa unit, and we hope you've enjoyed it. Next up on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt is our Jimmy Publicity Stunts unit. Jason, Ooh. do you have a favorite Jimmy mm -hmm. stunt that comes to mind? Mm, hot air balloon might be my Heard favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Just because it's 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 on the insane end of news radio, and I really like some of the more insane surreal stuff, and I really like that one. That's a good yeah. choice. Yeah. Well, we like that one too. So for our Jimmy publicity stunts unit, we've chosen president jumper and balloon and we hope you'll join us for that until next time remember the hoodoo factory is your source for the only known antidote for abs of fever good night pumpkin but a fuko to you too <laughs> pantyhose thank you for visiting the hoodoo factory the source for all your hoodoo needs you can follow us on twitter at hoodoo underscore factory the hoodoo factory is part of the stolen dress podcast network please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever.